0: Today, we're going to talk all things ideal clients, and I'm sure you've done this exercise where you map out your ideal client before, but I invite you to hear my spin on it. Welcome to the Up In My Business podcast with me, Lex Lancaster, where you get an inside look at all things tech, business, and my life as a physical therapist turned digital operations expert. You'll hear all about my lessons as a business owner, the ins and outs of tech for your business and more from SEO websites and email marketing to automations, launches, and copywriting. I've got you. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive in. Taking a minute to thank our sponsor. The sponsor for this episode is Jane App. You may be familiar with Jane. Of course, you're familiar with Jane because I talk about them all the time. They're an all in one practice management software, making it easy to book, chart, and bill all online. They also offer a fully integrated PCI compliant payment solution called Jane Payments, which is designed to manage all of your payment needs. The team at Jane knows that they play an important role in protecting your data, and that's not just your client health records, but also credit card information. Jane Payments is PCI compliant, which helps your business keep your client billing information safe and secure. If you're curious to learn more about PCI compliance with Jane Payments or want to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team, head to jane.app slash payments. Again, that's jane.app slash payments. You can also mention the show, Up In My Business for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. You can also use the code Lex1MO, so Lex1MO, for your first month of Jane free. Welcome back to another episode of Up In My Business. I am Lex, I am your host, and I am the owner of Lex Lancaster Creative Co., I want to start this off with, of course, some personal and business updates. So we'll start with personal stuff. Last weekend, I was lucky enough to go hang out with Emma Jack in Canada. Um, I my parents' house is located in between Rochester and Syracuse, so I texted Emma and I said, "Hey." You want to meet up? She said yes, and she lives in Ontario. Well, and Ontario is the province. So, all of my Canadian friends listening to this, please forgive me. I am from the U.S. of A., and we don't learn anything about other countries because we are selfish and we only think about ourselves. So, I'm really bad with like Canadian geography and like everyone else's geography. This is just me being, you know, obviously admitting the fact that I was never exposed to this. So, Emma taught me a lot about Canadian geography this weekend. But anyway. Um, Emma lives about two hours outside of Niagara Falls. That's probably better than Ontario because that's a huge area. So Emma's from there. I'm from here. We met right in the middle. So it took us both two hours to get to Niagara Falls and we stayed the night there on the Canadian side, which is really cool. I've never been to Niagara Falls. So I actually grew up where I'm, where I am right now and I have never been to Niagara Falls. So I went to the Canadian side with Emma and it was so pretty. It was amazing. So we actually had an experience. We went to a winery and then we went out to dinner, this lovely three course. We had a lovely three course meal. It was amazing. Every single piece of food that came out was just incredible and to die for. And I should probably post those pictures because it was just that good. Um, so we went out to dinner and then we drove to the falls It was a little bit rainy and everyone was kind of parking right on the side of the road. So we didn't like pay for parking or anything. We just kind of jumped out of the car and went and took pictures, left the four ways on, called it a day. And it was great. So Emma and I got some pictures together and then we actually got in the car And started driving back to the hotel and we got like 10 feet down the road and the falls actually turned rainbow. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get a picture of this. So Emma stopped their car in the middle of the road. I jumped out of the car, sprinted to the ledge where you can see the falls, took a picture, which you can see that one on Instagram. It's the last one in my swipe of me and Emma. And yeah, it was so beautiful. So cool. I imagine it must look I don't know, much different in the daylight. I haven't seen in the daylight yet, but I will say, like, at night, I actually really enjoyed the lights behind the falls. I am definitely a sucker for like really good lighting and cool looking lighting. And it was very awesome. I loved it. So, got to meet up with Emma, spent some time together, like, did personal stuff, not business stuff, which is also really, really fun to do with people that you originally met online. So, yeah. It was wonderful. So spent a night in Canada and then that weekend came home, did a bunch of prep work because this past weekend in business was really crazy. Um, so yeah, I think that's really all the personal stuff. I was thinking about like did I mention this in the last podcast episode, did I not? If you're wanted, oh, you know what I need to talk about is my presentation, my webinar with Jane. So I had a webinar with Jane app last week and we had over 1500 people register, had over 300 people attend live and there's a recording available. So if you just go to Jane app, so Jane Jane Runs Clinics is their Instagram, you can actually go to their live webinar recording section and you can actually see the webinar that I did for our Jane. And it was really awesome. So we did a half an hour ish, maybe 45 minutes ish of lecture type slide stuff. And then it was a half an hour of Q and A's. I have never had so many Q and A's. It was really awesome. I I loved answering all the questions, and I told them that I would stay there as long as they could stay there because obviously we went way over the allotted time. But yeah, answered a ton of questions, and it was awesome. So if you were there live, thank you so much. If you were not, you can catch the replay. And what we're going to talk about today is a part of that webinar. So if you do end up getting the replay, then you'll obviously hear it twice and see the slides as well. But it was awesome. I really, really am super grateful for the Jane community for inviting me to talk all things tech. And it was, it was great. And I truly, truly had the best time I got off the call and I remember just standing there and I was like, wow, that was amazing. Like that was so much fun. I had so much fun. The, the, the room was, was so good and there were so many great humans in there. And I just, I could not get over. I went for a walk to decompress because I love doing that. I don't know who else does that out there, but that's how I decompress. And it was it was awesome. The sun was shining, felt good. It was warm. It was great. So that's the Jane app webinar. And then lastly, I want to talk about a new business offer, new offer alert that I have with uh, Shantae, the Movement Maestro. So last week I sent out an email to my mailing list. If you're not on that, I highly recommend joining. But and I'll link that in the short notes show notes. But On the mailing list, I told everyone that there is a new or Maestro and I are thinking about a new coaching offer. So we have been kind of scheming a little bit behind the scenes. And the joint offer that we would be having this coaching program would focus on helping brick and mortar physical therapy business owners build an online presence and launch their digital products. So digital products and services for, you know, transitioning from brick and mortar. So we worked with a ton of the same clients over the past couple of months. And these clients really need the same exact thing. So we what we've been doing is Shantae will work with them and then I'll work with them. And we were like, we've done this so many times that we kind of just need to put it together and make it a thing. Because right now people are going back and forth between us anyway. And just to make it a solid product would be so much easier. So we essentially are taking marketing and audience building and then, build, and then meeting it and blending it with Tech and implementation, so it's essentially like the whole shebang in one. Um, If you're interested, I am gonna drop a link just to kind of get your name on an interest list, and then I would love we would love to have you on that interest list because we will be the first person to know about the details. So we have we don't have any like solid details yet. We are gonna launch it in the fall, but the solid details won't be developed until we know that we have interest because as Shantae always teaches, you don't build the you don't build the people for your product or get people for your product, you build a product for your people. So super excited to launch that and you'll see a link there in the show notes to join. So that's really all the business personal updates I have. So I guess let's jump into today's topic. Okay, so let's dive into ideal clients. So I am fully aware that most business owners have been prompted to do what we call like an ideal client exercise. You essentially write down the person, the exact human that you're going to market to. So you think about their age, you think about what they do for work, you think about maybe how much money they make, you think about do they have kids, do they not have kids, what do they like to do with their time. What we're going to do today is really kind of flip that on its head and do an additional exercise. So I love the ideal client exercise. You need to know who you're talking to. My ideal client exercise is going to then account for what your business does. So right now we focus on the ideal client that we're going to be helping. And for SEO, for website building, for all of your copy building, that is only one piece of it. So in order to talk to your ideal client, you also need to know what you do for them. So I am fully on board with, you know, Jean, who's 30 years old, who does CrossFit is your ideal client. But if you also want to market to Gene, who is an athlete, a runner, who also does CrossFit, those are two different people, right? So for your ideal client, you really want to think about the fact that your business also has to meet or how your business meets that ideal client exercise. So when I do my keyword development activity, my my what I like to call ideal client and niching down for SEO activity, this is how we're going to do it. So, yes, 1000% have your ideal client exercise that you've done prior, the gene who's 30 who does CrossFit exercise handy. I do not not think that that is valuable. That is valuable. It's a very valuable exercise. However, We're going to add a little piece to it. So there's a five-step process that I have, okay? The five-step process that I have is we go through the who, the how, the where, the what, and the ask. And this is how we start to develop our SEO keywords and just words that we're going to use throughout our website in order to talk to the ideal client. Because once again, if you have an ideal client, let's say I'm your ideal client, what services can you offer me? Where do you offer those services? How do you offer those services? What transformation do you give me? So in my opinion, having an ideal client exercise where you know exactly who you're talking to is only as good as also having an exercise that literally breaks down the services that you provide to them. So what we're doing is we're actually going through what I call a keyword development activity. And we're going to go through the who, what, or who, how, where, what, and the ask. And if you know me, if you've listened to me talk about this before, you know that I tried to come up with a nice little mnemonic because who doesn't love a mnemonic, but there were no good mnemonics. And I was like, well, everyone knows question words. Let's just stick to that. So there's no cute mnemonic. There is a little guide that I'm going to put as a link. So if you want this as a handout, I do have a freebie handout that I'm going to give to you. So yes, you're going to have to exchange your email for it. Yes, that's how it's delivered. So You'll get that that way if you want to sign up for it, and then you can actually use the handout to complete the activity. So let's talk. We're going to go through each step here. You can feel free to pause the episode if you want and like really list this out now. You can choose to grab the freebie, do it later, whatever you'd like. So step one of my keyword development activity. This is the who. So we're going to talk about who you specifically work with. So when we're thinking about this, this could be that very specific ideal client exercise. You're working with athletes. You're working with moms. You're working with business owners, right? This is your ideal client, the the person that you work with. Now, when you think about this, you think about the human, right? So this is not thinking about, we're not going to say exact I I want you to break it down as much as you can, because I I really struggle with telling people this because then they have 18 million keywords. And what I want you to do is just break it down as much as you can and just talk about exactly who you work with. So for example, someone had recently asked me, well, I work with athletes and like it's any athlete. And I was like, cool. So do you work with water polo athletes? And they were like, no. And I said, so it's not every athlete. And they said, right. So I want you to list out the athletes that you do work with. Is it runners? Is it CrossFitters? Is it weightlifters? Is it powerlifters? Because different. Is it cyclists? Write down every single athlete that you are comfortable working with, okay? So once again, that's the who, and that's step one. Now we're gonna look at step two. Step two is the how. So the how is what services you offer them. What is your approach? And how do you work with your ideal client? So what this might look like is what services do you offer? Do you offer CrossFit, CrossFit, cheaper Creepers? Do you offer dry needling? Do you offer physical therapy? Do you offer nutrition counseling? Do you offer behavioral behavioral modification? What do you offer your client? What is the service called? Now keep in mind the service name that you have might be different than the service name that they have for that service. So for instance, when we talk about recovery care, we talk about dry needling, or we talk about IASTM. Typically, and I'm going to use IASTM as one of the you know, the biggest example, patients don't come in and they say, I want IASTM. They say, I want scraping. They say, I want bleeding." I want tooling. So keep in mind the fact that your clients will have different words for the treatments that you do or the things that you do for them. So even if you're someone who does personal training, that might be fitness training. So once again, that's different. So I want you to think about when you think about the services that you're offering, think about both of them. So you're thinking about what your people call them and you're thinking about what you call them, okay? Obviously, we need to understand that what they call them is going to be more important, but I want you to call have both things. The other thing that I want you to think about is your approach. So how do you work with people and is it different than how other people work with people? So a quick and dirty example of this is do you do group coaching or do you do one-on-one coaching? right? So that would be a what is your approach and how you work with your ideal client. So it's just one of those things where you want to think about the actual delivery of the service. And typically people will say individualized programming, one-on-one group, um, small group or large class, whatever it may be. Fitness classes, right? That's kind of, that's a how you work with them. That would be that. What is the approach? So that's that second step, the how. So the how is the what services you offer, what is your approach and how do you work with your ideal client? Step three is the where. So, where do you work with your ideal clients? This one's super, super simple. Do you work with them online, virtual, in person? Do you work with them in a specific town, in a specific state, in a specific country? So, where do you actually work with them? Are you mobile? Do you work with them at the local track? Do you work with them in a specific gym? Where do you work with your people? Okay. And that's that number three. And I want you to really think about the fact that sometimes people say online, they say virtual, they say distance. So, any type of, any way that they say that they work with you, I want you to write that down. So where do they work with you? Where do you work with them? Step four out of five, step four is what is your deliverable? So what's your client's outcomes, the results that they get from working with you? This can be anything. So this list is likely going to be pretty long. They have decreased knee pain, they have decreased hip pain, they have better mobility, they have more flexibility, they have the ability to run a 5k without pain. What is the actual deliverable that your people get after they work, work with you? And it's, you can think about the results. And the cool thing is that you can usually pull a lot of these from client testimonials. So if you look at any of your Google reviews, you look at anything that anyone's ever said to you at the, the last visit that they have, or if you look at the subjective assessment and you say, hey, what's your goal? And then they tell you what their goal is to lift without pain, right? To not leak when I jump, whatever that may be, that is then your deliverable. For them, right? So decrease pain to the intercourse. There can be a ton of different deliverables based on what you do. And if you're a coach, like, do you help them make $1,000? Like it can be anything. So just think about what that result is for your client and what result and what outcome that they will get when they work with you. Okay. Step five, the last step is the ask. So what are you being asked and what questions do you often answer? And then a flip side of that is what do you want to answer? So people usually get those mixed up. They're like, well, I get asked about prolapse, but like, I don't want to treat prolapse. Cool. So don't talk about prolapse. Like, don't put that on your website if you don't want to treat it, right? So I don't like post-op. I'm not going to put post-op stuff on our website because I don't like post-op, right? So when you're thinking about the questions that you're being asked, most people can think about, you know, between 10 to 20 or more questions they answer weekly. From their people weekly. I know it. I've been there. You answered the same question over and over again or you answer many different questions. If you're having trouble thinking of questions, go to answerthepublic.com and that will give you a whole slew of questions about any topic possible. So take the questions that you are oftentimes being asked and what questions you want to actually answer and write those questions down. So an example might be like, do I need an MRI before I come see you? is my ankle going to fall off because I tore my ligaments? Can I put my knees over my toes? Can I lift again? Can I ever squat again if I have back pain? I blew a disc, quote unquote, right? So use their words, use the words that people are actually saying to you. The best place to get this is one of your like discovery calls, or in your subjective assessment. You can think back to old evaluations you've done, you can think about any sort of patient or client you ever worked with. And they'll say, they'll ask you a question in the beginning, like, do I actually need this thing? Can I do this thing? Can you help with me with this thing? Those are all the inquiries that you can write down in this box. Just keep in mind that if you don't want to answer a question about something, don't write it down. Okay. So that's the entire activity. So what I want you to do with that, and when you get done with that, you're going to have a really good idea of what words you need to use on your website. So if you take the ideal client for Susan, who's 30 and does CrossFit, and you offer her dry needling, you offer her recovery care, you offer her pelvic health physical therapy, you're going to know how to pitch your business to this person on your website. And that's the value of it, right? You know how to put on your website, I work with you one-on-one. I work with you virtually. I will help you get from here to there. So the whole point of this exercise is to really nail down what do you actually do in your business? for your ideal client, instead of just saying like, this is the person I work with. Cool. I love that you work with that person, but what do you do for them? Okay. So that's really what will you'll get out of this exercise. And once you get that exercise done, I want you to go to your website. Do you actually talk about that stuff on your website? Do you have blog posts answering questions? Step five, do you have blog posts that answer the questions that you have written down? Do you have all of the services that you talked about that you do very clearly indicated on your website? Do you have a representation for all of the people that you work with on your website? Do you have too many people on your website? (laughs) Too many ideal clients? Do you have too many services on there? Do you have anywhere on your website that you're a mobile practitioner if you're not mobile or if you are mobile? So just understand that people really care. What people want to see is they want to see the deliverables and they want to see that you're an expert. So people really care about the what and the ask. That's what your patients care about. Can you help them with what they need? And are you good at what they need your help with? They really, truly care about those two things. So if you can put the what and the ask on your website in really clear detail, amazing. And then obviously make it easy for them to understand the how and the who. Do you work with me or do you not? And what can you do for me? How do you help me? Okay, what are the services that you offer to help me? And always, always, always when you're doing this exercise, I want you to think about the words that your patients use and the words that you use. So it's a, it's a double, double whammy here. We got to think about both of them, both words. Okay, that's all I got for you today. This exercise is super helpful for all of my folks in SEO school. It's super helpful for people that I work with who kind of look at me and they're like, I know that I do something, but I don't know who I help. And I invite you to do it anyway. Even if you think you have it solidified down to your ideal client, you know what you do. I also invite you to do this exercise because then you can go do a little website audit right? Do a website audit, do a social media audit. Are you actually talking to this person where you are Where you are having those people look at your stuff? And which is super, super important. That's how you can get more clients. So I invite you to do that. Thank you so much for listening. And please let me know if you have any questions. Once again, the freebie will be in the show notes. Make sure you grab that if you want a little worksheet to go along with, with it. And that's all I got for you. So thank you so, so much for listening. I will catch you next time.